0: Hello and welcome back to the next installment of My Father Before Me. I'm your host, Brendan Sem. Joining me, as usual, is my lovely co-host, Tori Sem. How are you doing today, Dad? I'm doing lovely. How are you? I'm also doing very well. What are we going to be discussing today?
1: Well, you know, over the year, over the years, over the last few podcasts, multiple podcasts, we've talked about our love of Lord of the Rings. And today we're going to talk about how I was introduced to Lord of the Rings, and we're going to continue on with our little animation kick. And we're going to talk about the uh, we're going to start talking about the 1977 Hobbit by Rankin and Bass, and then we're going to roll into their uh, adaptation of The Return of the King as well.
0: Hey guys, we just wanted to take a moment here to say thank you for listening to us week after week. You know, this is something that uh, we here really enjoy doing and we hope that you've enjoyed listening to us rant and rave and ramble for hours and hours and hours and hours on end. Um, And if it's something that you have enjoyed and you would like to help us continue to do this, I would like to direct you to our Patreon page. So that's available at patreon.com slash newwavenerds, or at the link in our Instagram bio, there'll be a block there that says Patreon. Um, we've got quite a few tiers there, each with their own different set of perks and benefits. The bottom tier is as little as 3 bucks a month, and we've set a goal for ourselves that once we reach 20 bucks a month, so that is just seven of our beloved listeners, at our bottom tier, we're going to do a special celebratory movie watch-along stream. Uh, the movie, which will be revealed at a later date, is one that is uh, near and dear to our hearts. It is uh, a bastion of cinema. Um, it's one that we've discussed quite a bit on the pod, but we've never actually reviewed. Uh, we've wanted to talk about it for a while, but we felt like it made sense to sort of save it for something special. And what's more special than a thank you for supporting us in continuing to do this? Um, that 20 buck a month goal covers our podcast hosting fees, so that'll help take some of the financial burden off of us and make it a little bit easier for us to be able to continue to do this week after week. Um, so again, if you would feel so inclined, if you enjoy the content we put out and would like to see us continue to put out more, uh, please support us at our Patreon page. That's once again, patreon.com newwavenerds new wave nerds or at the link in the bio of our Instagram page, just click on the Patreon bundle, or excuse me, the Patreon box there, and it'll take you to all of the various tiers. Um, we appreciate any support that you can give us. Every little helps uh, as we continue to try and do this for, for quite a while longer. So thank you once again. Thank you for listening. Uh, now let's get back to the show.
1: We did The Lord of the Rings by <laughs> uh, Bakshi. Yes. Uh, in addition to some of his other uh, more colorful works. <laughs> Uh, already, so I mean, the, like I said, the the I would say that my introduction to anything Tolkien and The Hobbit and all of this stuff is all due to uh, back in the day uh, when we had fewer channels and we had our streaming services. We watched uh, at the time of it was WGN. It was the uh, it was the super station or whatever they called them, the syndication station outside uh, out of Chicago. And I distinctly remember constantly seeing a commercial for buying the VHS of this cartoon of The Hobbit. And I always remember in my head, for years, it confused me because they said Middle Earth. And my thinking was, and, and they always talked about, see the adventures of Middle Earth. I can't remember the exact wording, but they, they, all the adventures in Middle Earth, and the scene on the TV was Gandalf up in the trees right before the eagles pick him up. And I'm like, he's not in the middle of the earth. He's outside <laughs> in the sun. I don't know what's going on, you know. So for years that confused me. Um, and it still, like I say, I still remember thinking that's Middle Earth. Uh, but yeah, it uh, that's how I got introduced to The Hobbit. Um, and of course, then eventually Lord of the Rings and, and that sort of thing. Of course, then... Uh, My dad gave me, uh, your grandpa gave me um, his uh, Lord of the Ring books from college and I read those and um, I've been a nerd ever since. Uh, So I guess that's the newest of the new wave nerds. But uh, yeah, it's these animation, these cartoons um, back in the day, like I say, they were great. They did exactly what I assume they were supposed to do. They introduced young children. To Lord of the Rings and to The Hobbit and to that 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 fantasy genre. Um, I'm not sure if they did the best job with it, but uh, uh, you know, Gollum's a little scary. But you know, they, yeah. it, it it like I said, you can and we'll discuss it. We can see some of the the flaws or the maybe not flaws as much as the adaptation choices they made. Um, but yeah I always I, I remember this cartoon from when I was a young lad I mean it was released when I was only a couple years old so I'm sure it was years later but like I say the reason I remember it so much is just always seeing those commercials on those super stations for the uh, the the DVD or the no not DVD VHS that you could order for I'm sure it was 1993 z payments in 1995 <laughs> and were seven dollars shipping and handling back then it's probably only four dollars shipping and handling you know and stuff but uh that was you know those were the commercials back then and back in the day and i remember those so of course they always advertise them probably around the shows i was watching the cartoons and stuff you know uh trying to get me hooked and they did so
0: roughly like how old do you think you were when you would have first seen the hobbit
1: i mean this cartoon i gotta think i mean i I don't know let's see so we were probably living in our original house Um, I think we moved out of there when I was uh, when I was in fifth grade which would have been when I was about uh, math is hard 10 11 12 something and I know it was before then so I had to been about six or seven or eight or something I you know just just watching it on TV I feel like I was I feel like I was in school but yeah yeah it was probably about then i distinctly remember in fifth grade was when we moved to like i say, when we moved uh to uh the small town um when i distinctly remember reading the lord of the rings books in fifth grade reading sitting outside of school mom dropped you off at school and you sit sit outside
0: have you reading for a fifth yep, grader i was reading i was reading
1: that and i was reading i distinctly remember the uh R, the Ari... No, no, not those. The uh, Salvatore books, uh, the uh, the Streams of Silver, or whatever, oh. which would eventually become the whole Drizzt series, you know, and stuff. Because uh, I remember people making fun of me for being a nerd, but uh, you know, I can't
0: imagine it, why. Yeah,
1: but I distinctly remember those books right around that time. So it had to have been a little before then, uh, but yeah, I it was probably yeah seven, eight, something <laughs> like that when I saw this. So.
0: That's really funny. Sorry, I'm just <laughs> imagining you sitting on this <laughs> stoop reading Lord of the Rings and The Legend of Drizzt. <laughs> it
1: it definitely well, the, the, that's the thing. You know, the Salvatore books were more adventure and you know popcorn. And I've I listened to a, 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 a interview with him on a podcast once where he he says he knows he's writing entertainment pieces. He's writing uh, popcorn books. He called them, you know, and that sort of thing. So uh, his books were definitely more adventurous. And at the time I probably liked them more. Sure. You know, uh, it was probably one of them things where the Lord of the Rings was the slog, you know, that I, <laughs> that I rolled through. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I distinctly remember him. And, and of course we still have grandpa's books up there on the, on the, uh,
0: the Tolkien shelf. Song. Yeah, that started <laughs> the beginning of what would be soon be a massive horde. Who, who would
1: have thought that some, some college professor who, who Grandpa thought was cute told him that Lord of the Rings were good books to read and that would turn into this. <laughs>
0: yeah, would turn into wasting money on nine different copies of the trilogy. <laughs> it's my catcher in the rhyme. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, so what are your thoughts on like the actual Hobbit Movie then, <laughs> Did, like, do you still enjoy it? Or I mean,
1: I watched. Of course, I rewatched it, and it's one of those that I'll always throw on every now and then. Of course, the you know my wife is gives me the side eye, and oh, you're watching your <laughs> cartoons again. But yeah, um, it's an art form. It, it is. It's definitely a thing. Uh, um, but yeah, it. Uh, I I see more and more the cracks, especially after seeing you know Peter Jackson do a good adaptation, or you know relatively good at adaptation of the hobbit um but telling the story the way i always envisioned it in my head you know he, he might have even gone beyond what i envisioned <laughs> um but yeah i it was another one of those things where i remember the cartoon but again we talked about it with other properties but the book's always better i always enjoy the books more just because you get more out of them, sure right you get more story you, you and they and it's because of the medium they have time to do that kind of thing and of course this is a a cartoon that is marketed towards kids, you know, and stuff. And and they definitely make some changes. You know, right off the beginning, I remember, you know, Bilbo is a lot m- less reluctant to go on the adventure, you know, and, and that sort of thing than, than what you gather. I mean, in the in the books and everything, he's kind of sitting there and ho-humming, and then he decides at the last minute to go. And, and here he is just on board right away kind of thing. And, yeah, you know, and, you know it's stuff like that that they change, you could tell.
0: Yeah, no, for sure. It was there were some weird changes. Yeah, like the um, I felt like in this adaptation, Bilbo for almost the whole thing is really just a bumbling idiot mm-hmm. who doesn't have any like any actual action to him. Whereas in the book, like, sure, Bilbo's a little bit of a bumbling idiot. You know, it, he's never been a burglar before, but he's at least able to make intelligent decisions and like he's he sort of handles the the trolls a little bit better and it's like bilbo actually does something in the book whereas in this it felt much more like he was just along for the ride and
1: and that's the thing the whole troll thing you know once once you read that in the books and stuff you're kind of disappointed with it here because it they get captured and then all of a sudden gandalf shows up and it's fine yeah you know and stuff yeah um, and then, uh, you know, the same thing with the goblins. They get captured and Gandalf shows up and it's fine, you know. <laughs> and then the uh, eagles show up and they're fine, you know, and stuff. But uh, so, I mean, it definitely has. Um, well, and, and like I say, it, it is a uh, it's a to be a cartoon for young children that they have to even back then they knew they had to get to something. Right. Right. Now, obviously, it's slower paced than any cartoons or animation we see nowadays. Um, but even back then they knew what they were doing they were adapting a a a, rather, a larger children's book into uh whatever it was i think i don't think it's very long i can't even remember
0: now i want to say it was only like an hour 15 a pretty
1: pretty short run time um you know cramming it all in there and that sort of thing so um
0: hour and a half looks like
1: i mean i do have to say and maybe this is just due to um cheapness but you know i i was looking at the trivia and and the uh there's one song, the main song, The Greatest Adventure, which is still stuck in my head. Yeah. Um, that one is uh, the only one that was made up. Everything else came from Tolkien's books, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff, which, um, you know, just like Peter Jackson did with The Hobbit, you know, you try to take what he, he, Tolkien obviously spent a lot of time envisioning what these songs and poems and stuff were because that was his thing. Um, so it's, it's good when they try to incorporate that and and get it fed into the 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 show
0: i agree i think they did it much more effectively in return of the king which we'll we'll get to yes but um yeah no they they i I do appreciate the fact that they at least tried because music was such a massive part of those books and i mean beyond that the cosmology of the universe (laughs) but but um I, i was glad that they did that it was really though just that song and then the dwarves, uh, the misty mountain song over and over again for like the whole yeah. thing. There. It, was, it was a little repetitive, yeah. <laughs> but I do appreciate that. Um, one thing that I have to mention is, uh, what is up with the elf King? <laughs> Why does he look like that?
1: The wood elf, Why the, the wood like elves that? were different than, uh, Elrond, you know, and I, and I told you, so when we did the backsheet Lord of the Rings, um, yeah, the 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 elves just look like dad bod people sitting over there in the corner, <laughs> yeah. right? And this is a whole lot different. We definitely got some stylized looks to them. Um, we got, we got some weird looking goblins, of course, too. But um, yeah, yeah, they, they definitely they're they're squat, but they have tall, long legs. And even then, it's not described that way in the books. So yeah. I don't know where they're going with that. They definitely, I I guess they wanted to. They wanted to lean into the fact that these wood elves were the bad elves.
0: That's what I was know? just going to say. Yeah. Yeah, they had to lean into the fact that they were all going to be fighting later on and there was there was some <laughs> some uh, anguish between the two groups there. But did they like i don't even remember that part i i remember seeing the elf king but then i don't remember anything that happened oh i remember them saying in the narration that bilbo was there for like a week mm-hmm. but but then i don't remember anything until they pop up in yeah they
1: they lock him up and then they yeah and then then bilbo gets him out with the in the barrels just like you know just like the book but it's definitely shortened <laughs> down yes yeah.
0: yeah um uh, at least they sort of kept, you know, the Battle of the Five Armies true to how it is in the book.
1: In a way. I mean, in, in the cartoon, like you say, and yeah. Bilbo just kind of hides. Yeah, you know? I lies. mean, in the in the books, he gets hit by a rock, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And, and he goes under. But in the... Yeah. And they don't even... And that's the other thing, you know, that you notice. They don't even get into any of the... Now, um, this is one of the things that I don't necessarily know... Um, you know, how much it was delved into in the in the books. But Peter Jackson went overboard with the dragon sickness or the, the Arkenstone, you know, and yeah. Thorin going a little nuts over the treasure, right? Here, he just seems like a crotchety old man.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And, you know, the Arkenstone isn't involved in all. They don't bring that up at all, you know, so there's no... Which I think is a big thing for Bilbo when he takes that and hands it to him. You know, yeah. and, you know, he knows what he's doing, you know, he, he knows he's sealing his fate there in the books and the Peter Jackson movie. Um and they cut that out completely, right? So I mean at that point you again you can kinda see that it it's down to why are they fighting, you know, but it it's um I do have to say that, you know, Peter Jackson built on that more. Of course, he built on everything just so he could make three movies. Sure. But, um, yeah, cutting that out, I think, is a big deal uh, just for that finale because it really comes down to Thorin just telling uh, Bilbo, you don't know war, and Bilbo's like, yep, okay. He's like,
0: okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that one, but you know like I say but again it is I guess it is a uh, you know it's a children's story that they probably got to the end of their animation budget and said okay we're done yeah (laughs) I guess I mean the battle scene was uh, off in the distance dots flying in the air and then when the eagles came they added extra dots in the air so I mean (laughs) yeah
0: that is true yeah no I you know I I had forgot about that, but yeah, Bilbo literally just puts his ring on and hides. And yeah. then when Bomber comes up, he's like, "Oh, I hit my." Head. He just lies. Yeah, right he pulls he face. pulls
1: out the yeah the little reference there. Oh, I hit my head. Yeah, yeah. right
0: as right as he dies too. So he lied. Right, and then that's like the last thing that Bomber hears before he <laughs> dies. But even in the book, I think don't only Thorin, Keeley, and Feely die. Doesn't isn't because isn't the whole thing like everybody else lives except for the people who are the di- direct line to the king
1: that i don't know i mean i'm always i think in here they say seven of them
0: yeah and i gotta say who (laughs) yeah except for thorin
1: i think that uh i think that it was a few more uh, now that now that you bring that up i gotta remember that now but i do think it was more of a thing and and you know again but that's uh that's tolkien and his you know his views on war and and that sort of thing you you a lot of people get lost right you know and that sort of thing obviously uh uh Gloin makes it because he has uh, Gimli but. Mm. and Balin. Yeah, Balin.
0: Balin, well, for a little while, <laughs> R.I.P. Because <laughs> they
1: show up at the uh, no Balin's and Moria. Yeah, and but uh, Gloin actually shows up to uh, the council, right? Yeah,
0: the Council of Elrond. Okay. Yeah, yeah, him and I think it's just him and Gimli, right? I think so. We don't really know about whatever what happens to anybody else, do we? They don't really say. No Uh, because
1: is it Dane that officially takes over the mountain? Yeah, Dane Ironfoot. Yes, the the, uh, cartoon from Peter Jackson.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I... um he, it was a it was a it was a cool character design, but yeah, the, the animation was pretty stupid. He looks like he looked like the kind of dwarf I would want to play in WoW. Well, yeah, <laughs> like, he so definitely looked,
1: looked like a game dwarf, but yeah, he looked like he was still in the game. <laughs> yeah, didn't he didn't get fully rendered? I mean, he's riding a big pig, right? Is it, no, it's a no. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a the pig. boar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I'm thinking WoW with the uh,
0: goats, but yeah, the rams. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least there was no Azog in this. that really did irritate me yeah that was a big
1: stretch in peter jackson's um and i think that uh, um i don't even know if they mention it very much in 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 the uh i don't even think they mention it but yeah it's uh um i thought for a second they were talking about uh because there is no specific reference to any of that stuff right his dad or anything like that yeah Although uh, at one point he uh, he asked uh, Gandalf, "How'd you come by the key? You know, in the map?" And Gandalf just kind of blows him off. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah, stuff, <but>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fair question. Yeah, yeah, that's actually a good point. Gandalf was just like, "Ah, I got him a hundred years ago." I'm a wizard. You know? <laughs> yeah. Man. Um. You know, yeah, Gandalf is kind of a jerk, isn't he?
1: Yeah, he's a wizard. I think that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's he's doing wizard things. I think they actually say that. You know, I always like you know the uh, where were you looking ahead and what brought you back looking behind. But I think that's the I think that's in the Peter Jackson movie. I don't think that's in here, but I do yeah. remember that from the books.
0: Yeah. Well, it's such a well, good yeah. line. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good exchange. Well, it's, well, it's like the, the same perfect one as to... a,
1: a, a wizard's never late, nor is <laughs> he early. or arrives precisely when he means to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they have some. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I. I can almost guarantee you when Tolkien was writing for Gandalf, he was thinking, "What is the something Socrates would say?" Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, If you read like read like Plato's Symposium, like those are perfect. That's analogs. exactly it. Um, but at this point, okay. So here's. I'll give the Hobbit a ranking. I'm gonna give it. Uh, like, you know, I'll, I'll give it a six point five. Um. Because it was fun. So below Willow, I think you gave,
1: you, I'm, I'm always going off of Willow. You gave Willow a seven, I believe.
0: I think, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, you know, Willow was kind of fun. I liked, I enjoyed some of Willow. The Hobbit, it was, it was harder to enjoy um, just because there were so many weird animations.
1: Well, and some <laughs> of the most iconic things. I mean, I remember the most, the biggest thing I ever remember about the Hobbit books, even from when I was a kid, is the riddles in the dark. Right, sure. the the scene where he's talking to Gollum and they're doing that, and and in this, they kind of have the little musical interlude background where they just kind of brushed past it, you know, yeah. and stuff. Even though that image of Gollum still sticks in my head, you know, from
0: Gollum the frog. <laughs> yeah, the, the <laughs> weird
1: frog dude. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, with his little old man web. <laughs> little arms but um yeah <laughs> but yeah that's so that always sticks in my head a little bit i remember the the part where he's screaming and his eyes are changing colors like why do eyes do that you know
0: yeah yeah it was weird
1: it definitely like i say it was an adaptation it was something that was made to and it did like it, it worked for me it piqued my interest in the hobbit and i went from
0: there right? sure sure yeah no so I, it, I
1: guess it did its job
0: yeah, I'm, well, yeah. I'm sure if it, if it was, you know, if I'd something I'd seen, I would have been like, "What? What is this? I gotta, I gotta know." Um, but yeah, I think it was it was pretty decent. Yeah, there was there was. I, I'm not gonna say it's bad, you know. No, it's I mean, worth it, a it, watch.
1: It, if you're a Tolkien fan at all, it's worth a watch just to see things. I mean, I did notice in the trivia that this was not the first Tolkien adaptation. The first was a. Oh, yeah. uh, an animation, now i got to find it because it was pretty fun. Uh, an animation done in 1966. Wow. <laughs> that was, a, what did it say, a 10-minute animation, 12-minute. There we go. This is the second film version of The Hobbit. The original was 1966, 12-minute animated short produced by Gene Dietch. De- it was considerably different from the source material though thinking taking place in a city called dale which had an arcan stone of magic two words oh okay a princess and a dragon called slag as opposed to smog <laughs> slag. yes so i don't even know if we can call that the hobbit but yeah <laughs> i think uh, we need to see that though <laughs> we should, we should i know i'm that. gonna have to find that one i'm sure it's out there somewhere um but a 12-minute, I also know that there is a Russian version of the Lord of the Rings somewhere. I
0: bet that's great. Oh, yeah.
1: I've seen some of the, 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 the uh, scenes online. It's pretty good. Um, so, yeah. It, um, and I do have to say, you know, uh, he mentions a princess in this. One other thing I noticed is that there is no, uh, the, only, the only females in the Rankin-Bass cartoon for The Hobbit is uh, the spiders. So,
0: oh, really? Yeah, that's so I I
1: think maybe the Rankin and Bass team has a little prejudice, (laughs) a little sexism there back in the uh, 70s, I guess. But yeah,
0: well, how many women are in The Hobbit? the sackville baggins is but she sucks so she, she doesn't count she's she, that's not well, a good representation of a woman
1: <laughs> right um, but there is also a, a crowd scene at dale and they didn't even draw any women in there so there you go oh, so that's oh, a whole yeah. different
0: thing <laughs> it's hard to have a town without. i mean women. i
1: feel like they're working hard not to draw women <laughs> in this case but
0: well, maybe they just didn't want to draw women that looked like the women in Fire and Ice. I guess so. <laughs> you know? That's they wanted the... to play it safe. They were like, this is for children. That's
1: right. <laughs>
0: oh, man. Um, so so then the next one,
1: and, and I have to admit that way back in the day, I remember, I can visually remember the image of Frodo sitting there with his fing, finger off, bit off for the return of the king when they finally got around to it. And I think what... I think at one point they had and, and the story that I have heard I've heard a few different things but one of the things I've heard is you know they always planned on doing an adaptation or they actually I scratched that I think what I heard because um, uh, what's his name Bakshi had planned on continuing on but these guys according to Rankin and Bess uh, one thing I heard is that they had never planned on anything other than just going straight on to Return of the King and doing that that coverage, That's you weird. know, just going from that aspect. And you know, I'm watching it, and, and this is my my uh, um, movie brain. But I was watching it again recently for you know just to remind myself about it. And they have scenes of Aragorn that would have been like a flashback to like Two Towers and stuff like that. And I thought, oh well, they must have planned on making it, and then I thought, well, no, they just drew that crap. But <laughs> <laughs> so. But, yeah, so, I mean, the the idea of... popping in with uh the bard singing frodo of the nine fingers and (laughs)
0: yeah and then going from there which i
1: think is actually from the book is it really i think that song is actually in the book if i remember right or something or or there's some mention there'll be singing of frodo of the nine fingers or something like there is a there is a mention there so that is canon that's (laughs) cool they just made up but (laughs) well i
0: mean that makes perfect sense you know for like i mean it's middle earth like that's how news travels like yeah you think
1: you think of even you know the uh, um game of thrones and stuff they're traveling minstrels singing these songs you know and that's that that was it
0: yeah 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 no i i did but like i said uh i liked that the hobbit also sort of had uh the musical aspect of tolkien in here but this did it more so obviously through the bard Mm -hmm. Um, but i felt like there were more other songs as well um like for example and this one didn't need to go so hard but the uh the marching song (laughs) why was that kind of a banger you know but the, the uh, which one's that? When um, Frodo and Sam... spoiler alert, where, where
1: there's a whip, there's a way. Is that what it was? <laughs>
0: yes. Yo, the beat on that one was actually really. I was like bumping. I was listening to it and I was like, oh, wait, that's literally the point. They want me to move along because we're marching. I that's was like, right. oh my god, I fell for it.
1: Well, it's definitely something you can use in your personal training gig. You can you, you can use that as motivation music. <laughs> that's
0: that's awesome. I should I should definitely definitely start doing that but yeah no that song it it went unseasonably hard but there were a lot of other like things in this i felt like
1: well there's a lot of um adaptation of this that i wouldn't have chose right so they start with frodo being captured yeah you know they don't even mention shelob at all (laughs) but for some (laughs) reason he's captured and then sam's got it i mean it sam's got a a big chunk at the beginning. Oh uh, yeah, it's all about him, you know, and stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, no, yeah, in a lot of ways, it, it it stays pretty faithful to the book, like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, he definitely goes into the uh, ring, giving him the power of raising bunnies and and plants from the ground because <laughs> he's was a gardener. Awesome, but <laughs> <laughs> Sam the Powerful, or whatever. isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I I like that part. I was like, oh okay, this is this is interesting, you yeah. know, because they I don't even. Did they even mention that in Peter Jackson? I didn't think so.
1: No, I mean the only thing in Peter Jackson that they did is right at the end when he climbs the tower. Because they didn't even do and I remember this from the books too. Um, him getting through the uh those guardians with the uh, vi- the file of Gladrill or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, and that sort of thing, and, and that force field or whatever—they didn't do that in Peter Jackson at all. Right. You know, and stuff. But, but he definitely—that um, um, I remember that from the books. And I and and yeah, the, this adaptation put that in there. But yeah, the only thing—the only thing they ever did that maybe showed Sam was a little tempted is when he goes in there and he goes to hand Frodo back the ring, and he kind of gives him an, an eye, and then Frodo kind of takes it from him. You know, and stuff. So. But other than that, yeah, they didn't breach that at all, which is kind of interesting because, you know, we do get the scene, the only other scene... I mean, we see Bilbo doing his thing uh, in the Peter Jackson, and then we see Galadriel, of course, doing her uh, thing, mm-hmm. um, turning down the power of the ring or whatever. But, yeah, they don't they don't really push that as much, I guess. But
0: Yeah, which is weird. I would feel like you would really want to capitalize on that, like the idea that this ring corrupts, you know, mm-hmm. anybody who even looks at it you yeah. know um but no, i i did i i, I really like i i kind of really like the rank and Bass one <laughs> good you know like the the return of the king i kind of really like it actually and i really was not expecting that
1: well they definitely and they delve a whole lot more into getting them through moria um and that's you know the i mean the main aspect here that i can think of is, is primarily it's focus on on uh, frodo and Sam and their journey right right it feels like that's most the movie there isn't you know in in Return of the King the movie the Peter Jackson movie of course there's uh, at least half of it if not more is the major battle at um Minas Tirith and and all that stuff you know and then of course going and, and going after the door now they did have the mouth of Sauron yes yeah. which is which in the the Peter Jackson you only see in the extended edition so oh really the, yeah some people don't know that some people <laughs> don't even know that the mouth of Sauron exists. We do, because we watch wow. the better version of Return of the King. Uh, but most people don't have four hours to kill. So, Well, most people are
0: lame, you know? <laughs> I don't know what to tell, <laughs> tell you. Um, what was I... T- oh, yes. You mentioned Minas Tirith. Um, was Faramir in this and I just missed it, or did they just cut him out entirely? Because... I don't feel remember. like I remember a mention of it, but yeah, Denethor is just burning himself. Yeah, yeah. And the scene with, maybe I'm misremembering this, I haven't seen Return of the King in a while, but when Gandalf rides out to meet the Witch King, uh, mm-hmm. which he doesn't do in this, but in the Peter Jackson when he rides out, because isn't that when um, Faramir... Gets it after the f-
1: with it. F- the- yeah, the first time is, yeah, when he's going in there trying to save Faramir when they abandon, uh, was Osgiliath? yeah Is that the name of the little uh, port there? Yeah. Yeah, so he runs out there. Just to uh, shine the light and distract the Nazgul from falling, which was such a dope scene. Oh yeah, he finally,
0: finally was a wizard. That imagery was so cool.
1: Now again, we go to the extended edition. In the extended edition, there's a one point where he's up in Minas Tirith, and the Witch King flies down and shatters his staff. You remember, as all this big. That's only in the
0: extended. That's also only sh- in the extended. I should edition. probably yeah. watch the regular version sometime, just so I know what I'm actually getting.
1: Nah, it's not <laughs> worth it. You miss a lot. No, uh, So, you know, that whole scene is in there and then, because that happens it actually happens right before uh, the Rohirrim all show up and do their, because the the sound of them showing up and blowing their horns is what actually because the Witch King's going to kill Gandalf right there. Right. You know I mean, he shatters his staff he's going after him, but he gets distracted by the Rohirrim showing up and blowing their war horns and stuff like that. So, uh, in the extended edition that's how that happens. Now, in the um, theatrical cut it's actually kind of funny i remember listening to the um uh commentary by peter jackson and he points out that yeah in the extended edition we had this scene where he shows up and or we had this scene where the witch king shows up and shatters gandalf staff well then later on you never see gandalf staff in the theatrical but they never explain why oh nobody just really, you know you just don't quite notice and stuff uh-huh. so but it i thought that was kind of interesting. But yeah you know so they had all that in there um they had um um what's the other part i remember they had that i forgot i don't remember but yeah they i think at one point they do mention faramir but that's like after everything when they're doing like the epilogue or something like that
0: oh is that the 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 person that Aowen makes um some sustained eye contact with is that yeah. supposed to be fair Amir? because i did notice that i noticed that there were two people who look like this camera focuses on them for a while and they stare at each other for like three I think seconds there, there's it. some
1: <laughs> mention of his name at some point and i can't remember why but uh,
0: yeah well that's that is, that's interesting so that that that's a weird choice, I mean to me, to leave out Faramir. He was a big part. Well, but see the other thing
1: I mean you Boromir's not in it at all really. That's because also true. they skipped to Return of the King, right? Yeah. So there's no real mention of that, um, you know, Denethor's kids or anything like that. I mean, you know, that whole scene is cut out. There's no Gandalf and, and Pippin or Mary, which one?
0: Pippin's in Tirith. I mean his Tirith.
1: Yeah, showing up and and you know Pippin pledging his service because Boromir saved him, you know, and that sort of thing. You yeah, know, and that kind of, So I mean, they cut out a ton of that stuff too. Again, because I think they're more they're more focused on Frodo because they did The Hobbit, and now they're doing Return of the King, and they're just talking about Frodo, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff. And and I guess that's you know the minstrel singing Frodo of the Nine Fingers, so it's his story, but
0: yeah. yeah. Well, so speaking of how it's mostly Frodo's story to me, t- mostly Frodo's story. To me, it's weird. <laughs> the inflection was way off there. To me, it's weird the way that they portray like the mindset of Gandalf and Aragorn throughout this whole thing with regards to the status of the ring. Yeah. Right. In Peter Jackson and in the book, they're both like filled. They're like hopeful the entire time that that. uh Frodo is going to make it up until the end when the mouth of Sauron throws out the mithril and they're like, for Frodo. Right. But up until then, they're all like, we must have faith in the ring bearer. Mm -hmm. But in this one, straight from the outset, Gandalf is like, yeah, (laughs) no. It's not looking good, guys. (laughs) He's like, yeah, we're just going to die here. You know, it is what it is. like I
1: say, if we learned anything from the Hobbit, Gandalf's a jerk. But
0: But then the other thing that was weird to me, which plays off of, of this, is when they, uh, when the armies of men figure out where they're going to invade Mordor in this, in the animated one, he's just like, well, let's go up this way because Cirith Ungol, which they call Cirith Ungol, yeah. which made me mad. Uh, Cirith Ungol is, is, it's hard to get an army through there. And in my head, I was like, yeah, it's because isn't it a path for like one person, but not important. Um, he was like, it's hard to get an army through there. So we'll go up around the mountains up into the north. Right. But in the book and in the movie and <laughs> the Peter Jackson movie they're like okay look we have faith that Frodo is making his way to Mount Doom so we need to go as far away as possible so that we can uh, can distract the Dark Lord. Right. It's like if the if the main character of this is Frodo. Why don't you like have that that extra pressure on him to show that he's like the the hero of everything?
1: Yeah, because and, and I mean they definitely, um, I think in this one, yeah, Sam's the main guy, right? Because he's doing everything, and then they're focusing on when when Frodo fails to toss the ring in. You know, okay. Sam, Sam, the, we we concentrate <laughs> on Sam looking around for him. <laughs> What's that? I, that's why. What's and then, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Gollum's just floating in the air. He's like, what's he doing in the air? And,
0: yeah, that was so stupid. Uh, <laughs> and then Gollum just like walks off the ledge. Like, yeah, he just walks into the lava. Oh my god.
1: That's that's the thing with the the Peter Jackson version does do that because it is you know Frodo and him fighting over it that forces him in there. But yeah, then he just kind of
0: wanders. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's. It's funny, the two hobbits in this and then the hobbit, who is the main character of the hobbit, they're all, like, the main characters of the story, mm-hmm. but they're all just sort of bumbling around. Yeah. Like, none of them really do anything. I mean, I've sort of had my complaints about being, like, you know, glad <laughs> about, like, calling Frodo the hero, just because he literally doesn't do anything. But in this, he literally does n- not Well,
1: yeah, he gets all the way there, and then he... Gives up. I mean, yeah, he he isn't going to complete the thing, right? And Sam, without Gollum, they're in trouble because yeah. Sam isn't following him, and Frodo's wandering off. You know, <laughs> he 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 he's ready to go, you know, and stuff. So I, yeah, it it definitely is a a whole different thing. And of course, we could say Peter Jackson. You know, he there wasn't a, it's a it's cut quicker because there's not a lot of time. I mean, Frodo puts on the ring, and Gollum shows up and hits Sam with the the rock right away you yeah, know, and stuff so i mean there's not a lot of time there which is i don't know feels a little bit better but you know because they're not failing and everything but yeah it's uh um it's an adaptation <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's It's a short adaptation that like i say brings in a little bit more with the uh the minstrel but they do i do have to say that they were celebrating um they do a little different with time than uh, the, uh, which I think is more book accurate, because I think they are selling celebrating Bilbo's what?
0: 129th, I think. Yeah, it was quite a few.
1: Uh, he was way up there, which, you know, 111th is Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Uh, I always remember that as 111st birthday. Um, so,
0: uh, so this is probably like 10 years after. No, it's, longer than... It's
1: definitely more com- or more book accurate, because, you know, in the book, you know, I mean, that whole journey that Frodo takes takes, like, years, and, you know, yeah. they talk about, you know, four years to the day, you know, since Weathertop, and all this, you know, because they, obviously, the, it was accurate for traveling on foot, yeah you know, and stuff, <laughs>
0: yeah. But... Well, yeah, it, it was five years, um... wasn't it five years between the eleven first birthday and when... Yeah, they waited that way. long
1: just before he even leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the books and everything, there's all kinds of stalling and, and, and that sort of thing. But
0: Yeah. Um, that was a weird... I mean, obviously, I get why they had to do it, because, you know, they didn't do, <laughs> you know, Fellowship or Two Towers, so they kind of had to do the recap. But that, yeah. that was a really long intro. It was like 10 minutes of just this bard singing.
1: <laughs> well, and before that, it was... Uh... The solid five minutes of them wondering when they're going to cut the cake because Bill will kept falling asleep. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That was which funny. on
1: that one, I do have to say, you know, we always talk about the people who are in things. Um, so Mary, uh, even though he didn't have much to do here is Casey Kasem. Okay. You know, Casey Kasem, American top 40 radio show. He's the voice of Shaggy. Oh, um, and, uh, some of the old, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo's, uh, he was a uh, cliff jumper from the transformers. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, so, I mean, he was, uh, um, he, he, I mean, that dude has done the American top 40 for years and years and years, right? Casey Kasem. You recognize his voice. If you hear him, of course it sounds a lot like Shaggy and stuff, but sure. <laughs> uh, or, and I think he even did Fred in one of them, it said, but, um,
0: Wait, so sorry, uh Transformers was eighty four, right? So this and this is eighty three?
1: So uh that's a wonderful question. No, oh, wasn't Transformers eighty seven?
0: Um
1: now we got a little Oh jeez.
0: I was way off. Return of the King is eighty. Yeah, Return of the King is eighty. Transformers the movie. Um
1: 86. 86, okay. Okay, so this is a couple years before, never mind. Never TV mind. series was 84, but okay. Uh, another guy. So, have you watched The Burbs yet? I think that's one that's on the list.
0: I have not, okay. yes. That's one well, that Nikki has complained well, when about me not we, watching.
1: <laughs> when we watch The Burbs, um, there is a. <laughs> the old creepy guy next door is the voice of Gollum, so so, so oh, you'll okay. be watching for that and anybody <laughs> listening to this who's seen the burbs knows exactly who i'm talking about um but but that's Gollum, and then um the last one i was i was saving it but now you probably saw it Samwise is roddy
0: <laughs> yes my guy from,
1: from your planet of the ace movies roddy mcdowell so.
0: my boy yeah man caesar himself those are some good movies <laughs> um but you know
1: one another thing we talk about adaptations and how they cut out a lot of things um notably absent is there's no Gimli and Legolas.
0: I just noticed that when we were talking about who's at the birthday party. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, and those are a couple main characters. Now, I think they I think Peter Jackson made them more than even Tolkien did. Yeah, I as characters. Um but um even so, they were pretty big in the. You know, they're big characters in the book. There, it's the Trinity of of them three running across. You know, saving the hobbits and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, last ones from the fellowship Boromir guys. You know, and stuff. But, <laughs> yeah. So it's definitely a, a that 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 I feel is a big cut. But again, if we're concentrating on the Frodo story, the Frodo Sam story, then I can see where they're doing that. I just I wouldn't. You know, of course. I'm always going to say I don't mind more. Sure, that's why I watch the extended editions. That's why I'm looking forward to uh, a War of the Rohirrim oh, animation. Yes, it's going to be so good. <laughs> yes,
0: my wife will say another cartoon. <laughs> but yeah, um, you know I will say it is. It's weird who got the most. Who I maybe this isn't ac- accurate, but who I feel like got the most screen time. Obviously, Sam and Frodo, mm-hmm. uh, Gandalf, another obvious one, but. Pippin, <laughs> I feel like, was everywhere, and I felt like Aragorn didn't get nearly as much time. Like No, they really didn't focus on
1: him at all, and it's called The Return of the King.
0: Well, yeah, and, yeah, and I feel like they they talked about him in each of the, the Bard segments. They yeah. were, like, waiting for The Return of the King. When will Aragorn return or whatever? They never show him. His
1: sto- Yeah, his story doesn't matter in The Return of the King, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, should call it Return of the Ring.
1: Oh. Well,
0: that'll fix it. Yo, oh man. Well, you
1: know, I mean, like I say, the, these are uh, both of these were Rankin and Bass, and, and back in the day, everybody knew Rankin and Bass because they did the um, all the holiday specials you, you you know of. You know the stop motion. Um, oh, really? Um, uh, what am I trying to say? Rudolph. Christmas. Yeah. Yeah, and and snow, the snowman burl as a snowman and and what what frosty the snowman and frosty the snowman all those were rankin and bass cartoons really and they wanted to branch out into animation you know more more hand-drawn animation and i believe they brought in a a japanese company or something to or or somebody in order to help with this because like i said they want they wanted to do more hand-drawn animation and get into that but um you know Rankin and Bass is, is well known in the animation just like uh Bakshi was only slightly different.
0: So That's interesting. I I hadn't I didn't know that they had done all of those. That's that's quite a credit. <laughs> that's yeah. quite a credit. I mean, man, I hope they had some um some good deals worked out cuz I bet their family's getting sh- they should be getting paid through the roof just yeah. from residuals. That better be
1: that better be generational, yeah, when they're yeah. when they're locking it down. But yeah, they uh, yeah.
0: Wow. Um, well, I thought, like I said, I, I actually really liked this one, so I'm going to hot take, give this like a, will a, a, uh, just give it a seven. I was going to say seven and a half. So
1: but... Willow, <laughs> still Willow. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're going to have to go back and revisit your Willow if I'm going to keep using it as the reference. Then.
0: Yeah. But what we need to do is find a film that is a perfect 10. And to find a film that's a perfect a, a perfect one. Well, I don't know a what critical you... hit and a critical fail. I mean, we did and crawl. Then...
1: <laughs> what are you asking for? It's <laughs> <laughs> up to a good you to decide whether that's
0: the perfect candidate, <laughs> the perfect one. But... Oh, man. Uh, rolling 20s. Okay. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, I really like this one. Um, this one, I, I would say, is definitely worth the watch. Uh, I feel I, like...
1: I don't know if you watch this without The Hobbit, though yeah you know what i mean um, the animation styles are similar and stuff and you get the an idea of where they're going with things of course i think bilbo is the same actor if i remember right but uh, yeah i i think that i think together you watch them i think they're worth it um i don't mind saying the lord of the rings although i don't the the um the back lord of the ring if we're go, if we're ranking our tolkien cartoons i like these better than the Bakshi
0: yeah i agree the
1: Bakshi had a neat a different animation style and it tried to tell the story i don't think it landed as well as these do as far as if you're if you're talking animation if you're talking an animated show that is made for the audience i think these do better job than
0: that I agree. Yeah, I think the the backsheet Lord of the Rings is more fun just for variety's sake. Just because that animation, the what is it called rotoscoping? Yeah, um, that's I mean, just...
1: He was definitely trying art. I think. I think that's what was his goal was trying to do something artistic, right? You know, and taking a, a uh, you know, a, a classic novel, and trying to do something artistic
0: with it. Right, right. Yeah, and I would uh, I would say, that, yeah, The Hobbit, I think, is worth a watch just because it's fun. Um, it's not that long. Uh, but I would say that The Return of the King is worth a watch just because it's, like, a slightly different take on a story that I think is portrayed really well, obviously, in the Peter Jackson ones. It's nice seeing some slightly different story things in, 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 and <laughs> in, in the kind of new ways that are still kind of – they still have some stupid lines that are really funny. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Sam – magically making bunnies and 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 flowers appear i mean he's a gardener but
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. No, no i did like i, I still re- i did like the, the fact that they did that though i thought that was cool
1: i like that they focused on that i like the idea of you know the like a like you say if the story if if one of the main stories of lord of the rings is frodo and sam then i like the idea of them getting separated and and sam having to Get past everything and and go into the you know the mouth of the beast to save him. You know.
0: Right. Yeah. The guy who was like, Oh, this, yeah, this is the <laughs> farthest i I remember he, Yeah. Shoulder.
1: If I take another step, and then he says it again.
0: If I take another step. Did you ever see that? I think Brady said this to me. That edit that where it's like the Lord of the Rings, but every time Sam takes a step, it goes back. They cut back to that quote. I love that video. God, <laughs> the internet's great. Oh man! But yes, with that <laughs> we we will leave you, and uh, we will catch you next time. For uh, do we have a uh, do, have you picked a movie? Do you have a hint possibly?
1: No, no. Depends if you finish Dune. How about that?
0: Okay, That's... I I will finish Dune because I I seriously I started it um, Saturday. No, I started it Friday, and I haven't read it since. I read three. Let me just put it this way: I read 380 pages in three days. It's worth (laughs) it. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's it's pulling me in. Let's just put it that way. So
1: I think I maybe maybe that's our goal. Our our goal is the 84.
0: The Kyle um, McLaughlin dude.
1: (laughs) The goal is, and that one, that's a good one to give people a heads up on because they're gonna want to watch it.
0: That it's on something, isn't it? Streaming wise, is it on
1: HBO Max or now just Max? yeah no because they they own they had the recent dune
0: that is true um, um
1: let's see.
0: uh watch a Netflix oh weird
1: that's interesting well eh, streaming right I mean Warner Brothers selling everything oh, off
0: this was directed by D- David Lynch yes, yes, it was what a weird <laughs> credit <laughs> Which is... <laughs>
1: why it is how it is i think <laughs>
0: yes okay well we will <laughs> we better sa- we're gonna save that we we'll got talk- stuff to talk about yeah we'll see you <laughs> in two weeks uh, have a lovely evening